Good day, everybody. I'm Dr. Daryl Wolf, and welcome to Docstar TV. Today, I have the honor and the privilege of introducing Dr. Howard Fisher. And Dr. Howard Fisher actually is a well-written, well-established natural health practitioner around the world. He has written 19 books, and three of those books are actually on Moringa. And I think that's why they call him Dr. Moringa. So anyways, today he's going to be going through and he's going to show you beyond a shadow of a doubt how Moringa is the most dense superfood on the planet. You know when everybody says, this is the most dense superfood, this has got the most in it. Well, guess what? We're going to put that to bed today because Moringa is the most dense superfood. And we're also going to talk about who grows the best Moringa superfood in the world today. Now, for those of you who have a topic or you have something that you believe will help to support people on their health journey or to help to support people to make them healthy and you've got a topic that you'd like to bring to us to Docstar TV or Docstar Radio, we'll interview you because we want to bring cutting edge information to the people that watch our show and to the patients that come to the Doc of Detox Clinic and to the therapists that we train at the International Training Institute of Health. So if you've got a topic and you want to bring and you want to get out to the world, you come to us and we'll do an interview on you. So without further ado, here's Dr. Howard Fisher, and he's going to give you from A to Z on why Moringa is the most dense superfood on planet Earth. Enjoy. Thanks very much, Dr. Wolf. And the reason I'm speaking to you today about nutrition, because nutrition is really what the science of healthy aging is all about. And we have to understand that the food chain is broken. And it's, it's actually quite dangerous. Now, I have been involved in, in seeing patients for well over three decades, and I'm on the scientific advisory boards of many companies. I've written 19 books. And these are just the title of two of them on Moringa. The third one is, uh, is another one on Moringa as well. And the reality is that that one was titled Why Moringa? And the reality is it wasn't a question. I've lectured in 30 countries. I've been around the world. It's very important that we understand just how critical nutrition is because what if you could control the rate at which you age? You would find out that nutrition is the major component of this process. I mean, there, there's basically three things that people need for survival. We need to breathe air. Uh, no one's dying of asphyxiation. We need to drink water. Um, very few people are dying of dehydration. Uh, there are some dehydration effects, but that's, of course, a topic for another lecture. And, of course, the reason we all don't live to be 120 is because the food chain is broken because nutrition is a, a major component of the process. Nutrition leads to energy ATP. The energy production uh, of the body is necessary because every function in the body requires energy. And if there's not energy there for it, then we will be unable to carry that out. And the body will go to survival mode, carrying out the processes that are the most important to it for survival. The energy is critical and none of you came with an expiry date. That's very important to understand because it's environmental factors that are limiting the age that you live to. Now, man was meant to be a vegetarian. Uh, many people say, I love my meat. 
man was meant to be a vegetarian. You don't survive on meat. You may like meat. It's not necessary for survival. We can prove it from a, uh, a developmental status. If you look at the teeth of a carnivore, the lion's teeth on the left, the lion has teeth whereby it can take down prey, it can rip and tear the flesh, and that way survive as a carnivore. Humans, not so much. Now, if we examine a carnivore, we can see that carnivores have claws. And they're able to take down prey with their claws. They're able to rip and tear their prey into portions to be able to eat it with their carnivorous teeth. And humans, well, humans, not so much. Humans are not capable of taking down prey and, uh, well, most humans. And, and the major factor is, of course, that humans secrete a very weak concentration of hydrochloric acid, about 1,100%, 11 times too weak, because we have to be able uh, to break down the food that goes into our body, because if not, it would become, of course, a septic bolus, and we would die of septicemia. Now, if you're worried about being strong enough, strongest pound-for-pound pound animal on the planet is the lowland African gorilla, a vegetarian. If you're worried about living long enough, the elephant lifespan is approximately 70 years, and they are vegan. So we know that humans live longer uh, if they're vegetarians. There's less type 2 diabetes, less heart disease, less cancer. Vegetarian men live six years longer. Vegetarian women live nine years longer. So I was fortunate enough to be able to lecture at the Royal Society of Medicine in London, England. And when you're a lecturer at these medical conferences, you're able to attend the lectures that you want to attend. I was lucky enough to go see Professor Elena Baranova, and she was talking about how genetics manifests as a very small percentage of disease. And when asking what that percentage was, she asked the audience of 110 doctors, no one really knew. 85 to 96% of all diseases due to environmental causes. Now, when you look at it from that perspective, the extent to which we can control our environment is, in fact, the extent to which we can change the incidence of disease. Further papers put this at 90 to 95% of all disease due to environmental causes. So the reality is that we have to see what we can control in our environment. And when we know what we can control in our environment, then we know what's going on. Because humans are nothing more than physiological factors. So what state is your equipment in? Are you eating a lot of garbage food, which is you know, ruining your organ systems, ruining the equipment in your factory? Or are you taking pristine care of this? And then, of course, there's the raw materials. Let food be thy medicine. Let medicine be thy food, but food doesn't work. We've known that food doesn't work since 1935 when Dr. Charles Northern went to the U.S. Senate and said, you know, I'm finding patients that have mineral deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies. Now, minerals don't work. Vitamins don't work if minerals aren't there. Minerals can't work if they're not there. So we've known that this has been going on for some time. As a matter of fact, they did a survey in 1992 and they found that 85% of the mineral content of the soil had been depleted in the United States. Who knows what's going on in the rest of the world? So if we examine that food works or food doesn't work, if 50% if of the people were healthy, 50% of the people were healthy, we could say that 
maybe food works. But if that number is less than 50%, we have to seriously examine the food chain. So 324 to 328 million people in the United States right now, 235 are clinically overweight or obese, 60 million have seasonal allergies, 50 million suffer from hypertension. Wait a second, that's more than the entire population of the United States. Well, you may argue that overweight and obesity are, are not diseases. I argue that. 45 million have chronic headaches, 44 million have osteoporosis, 40 million suffer from heart disease, 40 million have arthritis, 30 million have sinus problems, 26 million have diabetes, and uh, they're predicting, they were predicting, that by 2050, that number would be 130 million. That's a huge increase. They have a new category because they don't know how to control it. They do not know how to control diabetes. So about 80 million have prediabetes. That's like saying if you're going to drive a car, you're in pre-accident status. Your pre-diabetic status, well, just by eating from the normal food chain, 20 million have asthma, 15 million men, benign prostatic hypertrophy, 12 million have cancer, uh, with at least 1.3 million new cases a year, 12 million have sleep apnea, 6.1 million have Alzheimer's disease, 2 million suffer from emphysema, uh, 2 million go to a hospital every year with MRSA infections, 103,000 die, uh, 20 to 30,000 die from the flu every year, 7 million cases of acid reflux, chlamydia, gonorrhea, Lyme disease, salmonella, syphilis, in the millions, and basically, that's well over 700 million, so something's not working. I suggest it's the food chain. Now, they've just changed predictions. Recently changed predictions. They predict by 2020, that's three years from now, that 50% of the U.S. population will have diabetes or prediabetes. So that's a jump up from the 106 million to 160 million. They also say there'll be a 57% increase in the incidence of cancer. Well, if you think about it right now, over the course of a lifetime, 50% of men and 33% of women will face an episode of cancer. That's a 57% increase. So we're all infected. We may not all feel that we're sick, but we're all infected. 95% of the population has Epstein-Barr virus. Epstein-Barr virus is related to, well, we all know it from mononucleosis, but fibromyalgia. Chronic fatigue, here's what you didn't know, breast cancer, prostate cancer, nasal pharyngeal cancers, all related. Now, here's something you didn't think about, that the estimated infection part of attributable cancer is about 18% of the global cancer version, and that's due to new infection, and no one ever considers that. Now, many, many years ago, there used to be rheumatoid arthritis and type 1 diabetes, and these were all the autoimmune diseases that, that people knew about. That's where your body is attacking itself because the immune system is really just out of control. Now there are more than 150 because you're forming antibodies to yourself. And these are all of them. These are all the autoimmune diseases. It's really quite astounding how many we have. I mean, we used to see men going bald. Now we're seeing children and, and younger adults with alopecia areata, just round spots with no hair. We're seeing ankylosing spondylitis. You look at a 40-year-old, he's frozen. All, everything is seized. Although this slide represents a lot that looks like osteoporosis. It's not. You'll see that the front of the anterior of the 
vertebral bodies is few. So we're seeing disorders that are affecting everybody in large number. And, and basically, as I said before, we knew in 1935 that the food chain was broken, but 50 years ago, it was somewhat more wholesome. Now it changed to basically a 28-day-old chicken and sugar in everything, and much of it is high fructose corn syrup, and high fructose corn syrup is, of course, GMO, aspartame. Aspartame is deadly in itself. Sugar beast is another GMO product. Factory farmed fish, never mind the fact that the Pacific fish are, are radioactive, but factory farm fish, we don't know what they're feeding them. Everything is modified. There's hormones in the milk. There's steroids. There's estrogen chicken. I live in a colder climate. We don't grow our produce 24-7-12. Uh, we grow it for 24-7-7. So where are the fruits and veggies coming from? And of course, Monsanto is affecting everything. Now, people are eating too much because there's no nutrition in the food. 23% of all cancers are linked to obesity. So we have enough threats to our health. We have enough threats to our health. Poor diet, poor quality air, insufficient cellular hydration, pathogens, electromagnetic radiation, GMO foods. Let me, let me touch on that for a second because GMO foods will be the death of the food chain if they are not already contributed to the death of the food chain. And we all know about Professor Seralini. Professor Seralini is the one that said, you know what, I don't think that, I don't think that Roundup is safe. And he conducted the same experiment that Monsanto conducted uh, with, their, with their Roundup and GMO corn. And Monsanto said that they had conducted the experiment for six months. So Professor Seralini, he decided he's going to do this for two years. And so uh, he conducted with, the, with the, same, the same breed of rats, the same corn that was used in the Monsanto experiment, but 50% of the males, 70% of the females suffered premature death. Tumors were 200 to 300% increase in tumors and liver damage, kidney damage. Of course, Monsanto attacked him, had the paper pulled, uh, tried to have him fired, but what happened was, you see, as a good professor, uh, he kept the data, he kept the research, and the paper was republished, and he did not get fired, and people started to look into Monsanto more carefully, and they found out that that six-month study was actually only done for three months. Now, if we examine uh, further GMO soy, this is Professor Irina Markova, Russian Academy of Natural Science. She found that uh, it changed the rat's testicles. It shrunk them by 50%. And one might expect with everything we hear about um, the Russian leadership that they would say, well, this is nothing. However, what happened was that they banned GMO food from Russia. So they should be given kudos for that because you know what? GMO foods are damaging. Poor nutrition has been linked to major chronic diseases, immune system dysfunction, premature aging. It affects the global population. So let's look at it from a different perspective. What if we give the body what it needs and let the body respond to the best of its abilities? And if we continue to give the body what it needs, those abilities increase. So is that an RIA or RDA for the supplements that are extracts or isolates that, that give you, you know, 10 to 25 percent of of what's in them because they've been taken out of the plant when, when man was actually meant to be eating plants? Well, 
According to Harvard Medical School, no, that's not working. As a matter of fact, a lot of these little capsules, there was a, a, a book written by Brian Clement, who runs Hippocrates, Dr. Brian Clement, and he leads to the fact that in the Johnny on the Jobs or the Porta Potties, uh, that they were cleaning them out one day, and uh, when putting the water through them to clean out the screens in, in the bottom of them, they were finding all these pink pellets and yellow pellets and orange pellets, and they say one a day and Centrum and Kirkland. So these aren't really going through your body, and even if you're getting the 10 to 25% of what's in them, if your body is not digesting them because of the excipients involved, what is happening? And, and these are x-rays that actually show this is in the sending colon. We can see that these pellets, these vitamins that people are taking are actually still there. And if they're going right through you, they're just very expensive contributions very expensive contributions to your stool. Now, we understand that we just crossed, in 2015, we just crossed the 75% mark where three quarters of the population, of the adult population was overweight or obese, with 41% obese. That is a staggering number. Have we ever considered whole foods? Have we ever considered that, you know, if you eat a plant, and the plant is not preserved or, or killed by other mechanisms, then it's going to give you 90 to 95% of what's in it. So this is obviously something we should really imagine. So your body has a, a natural triage system. The first thing, when you eat food, it wants to digest the food. If it has enough energy, it's going to assimilate those nutrients. If it has enough energy, it's going to detoxify. If it has enough energy, it's going to tissue repair. So we all know people, we all know people that heal faster than others. That's because detoxification and tissue repair are vying for the energy that the body is going to use or use up if it has any. And if we had enough energy, we can actually start to grow things back that we didn't realize that we could. 41% of all cancers are caused by environmental carcinogens. Now that is a staggering number. If we go back to the 90 to 95% of all disease is caused by environmental factors, we can see that this plays a large role in it. Moringa oleifera, brand new discovery, or 5,000 year old superfood that was seen carved into the hieroglyphics in ancient Egypt. This plant is the answer to the nutritional puzzle. If you want to talk about phytonutrient density, it's got 46 antioxidants, 36 anti-inflammatories, heavily weighted for omega-3, but 6 and 9 are also there, all 20 amino acids, over 500 positive health benefits. It is the most phytonutrient-dense plant on the planet. When you start to look at some of the comparisons, 17 times the calcium of milk, 10 times the vitamin A of carrots, 9 times the protein of yogurt, 15 times the potassium of bananas, 25 times the iron of spinach, seven times the vitamin C of oranges, thousands of peer-reviewed papers, supportive studies by major institutions. The National Institute of Health in the United States made it the plant of the year in 2008. It's been validated and approved by everybody, but most people have yet not heard about this plant. Most people don't know about it, yet the World Health Organization, UNICEF, the Peace Corps, 
National Institutes of Health have all advocated that this may be the plant that is changing, changing the way we think about nutrition. Now, it's great that everybody is advocating and, and validating this. It's wonderful, but that's not what I look at. It. I look at the peer-reviewed research, nature's medicine cabinet, pharmacological action, pharmaceutical applications, high medicinal value, protein, vitamins, beta carotene, amino acids, various phenolics. This plant, this plant has more abilities to right the wrongs in the body than we can even conceive of. It's antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal. If we were to look at this chart, and this is from Palo Alto in 2011, it brings you most of what walks into a doctor's office. We did a little study. Uh, we, we used a skill machine, actually. This was a, a Russian biofeedback device looking at meridians. And we gave them Moringa before, and you could see how many of the meridians were out. The green is normal. And we tested them again. 30 minutes after, it knocked nine meridians back to normal. It's amazing. An hour later, from just ingesting a plant. Well, if we knew the mechanisms that normalize serum glucose, increase energy, manage weight, help the body fight disease, we might be a little better off, but we don't know the mechanisms. We are never going to know the physiological adaptive processes. We're not going to know this, but we do know that it does this. So, so perhaps if we looked back to the two Russian scientists, Israel Breckman, Vladimir Dardamov, who discovered adaptogens. They were working with Siberian ginseng, and they found that, that a substance that does not harm you, but affects the physiological functions uh, in a non-specific action, but has a normalizing action on the body, is an adaptogen. Well, this is the most powerful adaptogen, the most powerful adaptogen that's known to man. So why? We talked about energy. We, why do we have all these functions in the body? Well, every cell has mitochondria, and these mitochondria are what controls the energy. And these mitochondria trigger cellular aging. What happens if we can affect the mitochondria in a beneficial manner? Because mitochondrial dysfunction leads to decreased energy because there's less ATP. So there's more serum glucose, more diabetes, decreased energy increase fat. So if we start to look at this, what do they need? Well, when they function, they create reactive oxygen species. And, and these are free radicals. And they damage the mitochondria themselves, and they affect cellular function. So polyphenols have been shown to protect and restore mitochondrial function. Antioxidants, antioxidants protect and restore mitochondrial function. So when we start to look at this, what's present in, in Moringa? Bam! there's 46 antioxidants. So your mitochondria immediately start functioning better. So the polyphenols that are present actually help and decrease the aging process in the mitochondria. Magnesium, the magnesium deficiency, magnesium, all green plants have magnesium, and, and Moringa oleifera has a great deal of it. Zinc and iron, they're 
all helping the body function by affecting the mitochondria, manganese, carnitine, all present, all these antioxidants present, all helping the mitochondria. The mitochondria are the energy source in your body. Now, what about crossing the blood-brain barrier? What about taking antioxidants across the blood-brain barrier? Well, we know that Alzheimer's is characterized by, by three diagnoses. We know that Alzheimer's is on the increase. Well, we need protein deposits. We need neurofibril tangles and inflammation. What if we could take the 36 anti-inflammatories, anti-inflammatory phytonutrients across the blood-brain barrier? Now, we know because of the mental clarity changes that people immediately sense when taking Moringa, we know that it's crossing the blood-brain barrier. What about that aspect? Well, since Moringa has really only come back for the last 10 years, I am very excited to see what's happening. These are the nutrients in Moringa oleifera. That's why we're getting the effects that we're getting. Now, let's look at zinc. No one knows much about zinc. We, many people thought it was just some cell block, sunblock you put on your nose. Well. Zinc deficiency occurs with age, and the immune system gets affected, increased inflammation, increase your zinc, less cancer, less heart disease, less autoimmune disease, less diabetes, plenty of zinc in Moringa oleifera. Caffeoclinic acid, potent antioxidant. This is the caffeine-like substance in Moringa oleifera. Decreases cholesterol, decreases serum glucose, decreases collagen breakdown. I'm trying to give you an overview of the type of mechanisms for and reasons that Moringa oleifera is so effective. There is more zeatin in Moringa than in any other plant. Potent antioxidant replaces dying cells. Cells are dying all the time. This promotes normal brain and neuronal function. Thousands of times more zeatin in Moringa than any known plant. Quercetin, potent antioxidant. Capillary function reduces blood pressure. Blood pressure, there's something that many people are medicated for. Reduces cholesterol. There's something that many people are medicated for. Flavonoids. Flavonoids are antioxidants that are, that are antiviral, anti-inflammatory properties. Rheumatoid arthritis symptoms decrease. Sperm quality increases. Anti-tumor. So, so basically, if we can start to protect the chromosomes, if we can combat aging, because every time a cell divides, replicates, the, the telomeres on the ends get shorter. So we know that antioxidants protect that. So we know that when taking care of that aspect, if we can protect the telomeres from shortening due to free radical attack, that high telomeres levels promote longer life. And the antioxidants that we must take in, because we cannot generate enough because we're generating enough internal free radicals, are protecting our cellular membranes. They're protecting our, our DNA. So instead of, instead of, our cells being affected with poor blueprints because we're going to make a wrong cell in the first generation, we can live with it. Second generation, we can live with it. Third generation starts to get a mutation. Fourth generation, we start to get malignancies. By the age of 40, we have 10,000 of these cells a day that the immune system must pick off. So we need the antioxidants for protection, protecting our telomeres, protecting our DNA, protecting ourselves from damage. These are the antioxidants in Moringa oleifera extremely potent. ORAC values. We've heard of people measuring ORAC values to show the antioxidant potential. This is the uh, oxygen radical absorption capacity. 
Michael Lefer had a, an ORAC score of 157. Flavonoids reduce prostate cancer. Flavonoids are also present in Moringa oleifera. And we know that this plant, there's 49 papers on PubMed.gov uh, that link Moringa oleifera with being effective against cancer. Amino acids. Well, humans are nothing more than an expression of their amino acids. They're the antibodies. They buffer the plasma, DNA, hormones, bone, blood clotting, enzymes, neurotransmitters, all the tissues, all the protein, uh, which make up muscle, immunoglobulins. So that's exactly what's made up with amino acids. This is a factory. And in this factory, if we cannot make what we need, well, then we cannot replace the things that we need. So these are the amino acids in Moringa oleifera. And this is what further allows you to be healthy because you can make whatever you need in that physio physiological factory. So is chronic inflammation the key to unlock the mysteries of cancer? Or chronic inflammation the, the key to 80% of all disease? Well, maybe it is. It may be it's cancer, but we understand that chronic inflammation is affecting all of us. What happens? If your diet contains plants that have a high anti-inflammatory compound, 36 different compounds, phytonutrient compounds, omega-3 fatty acids, well, these are highly concentrated in the brain. They affect memory, performance, behavioral function, vision uh, in developing babies. So look at it this way. There's a major shortage in, in the standard American diet. The ratio between omega-3, which is anti-inflammatory, to omega-6, which is inflammatory, is 1 to 20, when it's supposed to be 1 to 1. So when you have enough omega-3s, there's decreased platelet aggregation, decreased blood clotting, decreased obesity, decreased cancer cell growth, decreased serum glucose, decreased depression, decreased arterial thickening, decreased serum lipids. So think about that. We're not getting enough omega-3s in our diet. About 100,000 deaths a year, according to Harvard. Now, Moringa oleifera has large amounts of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps shift the disproportionate balance in the Western diets to a healthier ratio. Omega-3 helps with leptin release. Leptin release pushes you away from the table. Leptin release decreases food intake and increases metabolism. Telomeres, we talked about those just a minute ago. Telomeres are known to shorten over time. Now, omega-3 fatty acids, they actually not only protect the telomeres from shortening, but in this Ohio State paper, they were found to lengthen the telomeres in the immune system. So this is something that's extremely important. This is something we really want to know about. Depression is major. Depression is major, and it may be due to the fact that there's decreased serotonin. Serotonin is 95% in your gut, 5% in your head. Moringa oleifera induces serotonin release, which is effective for a number of disorders. All the minerals that you want, magnesium, manganese, molybdenum, not to mention calcium, chromium, cobalt, copper, it, these are all present in Moringa oleifera, and these are, in fact, uh, what run your brain, the magnesium, manganese, molybdenum. Athletes, everything you need for adrenaline, everything you need for steroidal hormones, everything you need for thyroid hormone, Everything you need for massive energy release is present in this plant. Brain chemistry, GABA, tyrosine, tryptophan, acetylcholine, phosphatidylcholine, and serine, all 
present. The precursors are all present in Moringa oleifera. Cholesterol metabolism, precursors present in Moringa oleifera. That leads to the findings that we're having. Enzymes, all precursors are present in Moringa oleifera. If you're not putting into your body what your body needs, how can your body take care of you? And here's why. It's all there. Everything is there. Everything is in your body to allow your body, if the organ systems are intact, to make everything you need. Now, it's important because there's 13 different species of Moringa and there's 61, maybe more different varietals of Moringa oleifera. I just recently uh, blogged about what happens in the processing of plants in, in Dr. Howard Fisher on Facebook. And you'd be amazed at what you can diminish from the phytonutrient profile by adding heat or drying improperly. So what we want when we're consuming Moringa, we want it raw, we want it organic, we want it vegan, we want it enzymatically alive. So that means we can't apply heat over 104 degrees Fahrenheit, 40 degrees Celsius. That makes it bioavailable. So we want it shade dried. We want the correct varietal. The correct varietal is the most potent. I know the number two varietal is Malungi, which is only one-third as potent as the varietal that both Dr. Wolf and I suggest. This contains the right amino acid sequence. It's non-GMO. There's no isolates, no adulterations, no modifications, no additives. So if you don't know which one is the right one, ask Dr. Wolf, Dr. Wolf's people, or myself. And basically, what this will give you is an advantage. Now, currently, there is one in every four adult women suffering from osteoporosis. And what are they doing for it? Well, they're giving you 1,500 milligrams of, of uh, calcium with magnesium and vitamin D. Uh, it's not working. Why not just take a plant that will deliver 90 to 95% of the calcium load in it and magnesium? So it makes sense to combat it this way, and I have personal experience with that. So what are the findings? If you speak to people who take Moringolifera, they have increased energy, increased awareness, decreased joint pain, decreased headache, they have detox, liver function changes, decreased craving, increased libido. So, I mean, these are things that we find missing from the population. What struck me as a vegetarian for over 30 years is the fact that Kwashiorkor is protein malnutrition. And these children are all suffering from protein malnutrition. So if we understand in Sub-Saharan Africa, 20% of all children uh, born die before the age of five, and they're using crushed Boringa leaf. It's effective in 80% of the cases. Three teaspoons of crushed Moringa leaf, 80% effective for Kwashiorkor. Now, I like looking at live blood. Uh, this is a erythrocyte aggregation there. It makes it difficult to go down the smaller capillaries and arterioles. So what would happen if you drank Moringa and 40 minutes later we looked at your blood? This is what happens. So in case you think this is a fluke, uh, I published a paper on this, and it happens all the time, every time. It doesn't matter. It happens in every subject. Erythrocyte aggregation, rouleau, looks like a roll of coins. Difficult to go down the capillaries to deliver nutrition and oxygen. 
And when we see 40 minutes after, nice single red blood cells able to go down the smallest capillaries. So what are the functions of Moringa? And these are all from documented evidence, antibacterial, antifungal, anti-tumor, anti-fever, anti-seizure, anti-inflammatory, anti-ulcer, anti-spasm, cardiac stimulant, circulatory stimulant, diuretic, decreases serum lipids, normalizes serum glucose levels, enhances your metabolism, provides total nutrition, enhances your immune system function, antioxidant, anti-aging functions, protects your liver, provides energy, mental clarity, and in Ayurvedic medicine, it's a panacea, normalizes blood pressure, purifies your blood, detoxifies, eliminates waste, digestion, weight loss, and you know why, because this is what's in it. So let's look at some of the other research, some of the side effects. I know you're used to side effects, and you're going, well, there has to be side effects. So they, they gave some mice uh, liver cancer. Then they gave the mice Moringolifera. They gave some mice colon cancer. Then they gave the mice Moringolifera. Well, guess what? Liver cancer went away. Hepatoprotection uh, and uh, the colon cancer went away. So these are just two of the 49 papers that you'll find on PubMed.gov. And so you can see it in the blood, whether it's live blood or taking a blood test four months later, you will find improved blood values in your blood test. So who's using it? This is the uh, U.S. Olympic team. Uh, they're using it. This is me in the morning before I have my Moringolifera. But after I have it, my serum glucose is down by 26%. My LDL cholesterol is down by 50%. My serum triglycerides are down by 75%. My carotid artery plaquing is down by 97%. That's critical. Because if you're going to stroke and have damage, it's going to come from your, your carotid artery. And if there's a reduction of 97%, that's significant. Now, inflammation, if inflammation is leading to 80% of all chronic disease, there's an 800% increase in inflammation. If we wait until we know all the nutritional mechanisms of aging for disease, um, if we wait until these are established, it'll be too late. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones today. It's important. Don't wait for your doctor, your chiropractor, your nutritionist, or even yourself to find out what's missing for your diet. Why not provide all the nutrition that the body needs and let it decide where it's needed most? Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your time. I'd like to thank Dr. Howard Fisher for this brilliant slideshow presentation. And it actually is a brilliant slideshow presentation. And what I also would like to say is this. So now that you can understand the power of Moringa, if you have any questions, give us a call because we will show you and direct you on how you can get the most powerful Moringa grown on this planet and get it for wholesale. We'll get you hooked up and understand something. There's 58 varietals. Uh, we're going to deliver the best and we're going to deliver the best tasting product, but also that product will deliver the best nutrients to the cellular level. So understand that there is science behind nutrition. 
but understand that this is a whole plant-based food that can give your body exactly what it needs. So if you have any questions, don't be afraid to call the Doc of Detox, 855-900-4544, and know that we're going to be bringing to you a lot more webinars with a lot of great, interesting, life-changing information for you and your family. Have the best day of your life and know that we care and we're here for you. Bye now.